Welcome, everyone, to the Grit, Give, Recognize, Implement Time podcast, the path to empowerment and overcoming negativity. I'm your host, Stephen Nathanson, CEO and founder of Strive for More. It's a world-class coaching agency, and I can't wait for what we have in store for you today. So let's go ahead and dig in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Grit, Give, Recognize, Implement Time podcast. I'm excited for today's episode because I have a fellow coach on with me who I've jobbed with quite a lot since the time that we've known each other. So I really want to introduce a wonderful, wonderful woman and coach to you, Jody Kinnett. So please, Jody, would you mind sharing a little bit of information about yourself with our listeners? Yes, absolutely. First of all, thanks for having me, Steve. Absolutely. It's so great. Been working with you through these times and just getting to know each other. And like you said, we do drive a lot on so much around coaching and health. Uh, so just <laughs> yep. introduce myself. I'm Jody Kennett. And as Steve said, I am a coach and specifically I'm a leadership and health coach. Um, but I want to give a caveat to the leadership piece. It's not just for leaders in business or leaders in a corporation. Um, my belief is everyone is a leader of their life, their career, their business. So I do leadership from the inside out mm. and uh, it's exciting work. And of course, health supports leadership. So I combine leadership, health and life coaching. And that is me and what I do in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I love it. And I remember one of the first conversations that we've really had the opportunity to truly sink our teeth into was about energy, right? And peak energy for performance, right? Which is one of Jody's uh, brand and podcasts. And, and I had the fortunate experience of being on that for her. And I feel like that ties greatly into not only what you just said, but our conversation today about energy and mindset and the link between the two. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely huge. It's interesting because people, leaders and people will come to me for, okay, I want to advance my career and, I'm, you know, I'm hitting a wall or a limitation and, you know, it's all focusing on the business or the career. Mm. And then all of a sudden when we get talking, okay, it's not about that. It's actually what's about what's going on inside, which is the energy of your mind, the energy of your emotions. Um, but mindset and the energy, even of our self-talk yeah. and our beliefs, often it's subconscious. We don't, we don't know it's there, but as soon as you start working with someone like Steve or me or, or someone else, a personal trainer that comes up in conversation because you have that reflection point mm. from someone else. And then you have learning points and it, what's exciting is we can change our mindset and you know all about that. Yeah. And, and it's a wonderful point that you start bringing out. I actually literally had a conversation with a client today where we talked about different activations of different nervous systems in our body that can get triggered by our mentality, our mindset, which can keep us down or can lift us up depending on which way we're leaning. And so actually, if you wouldn't mind, I'm curious, what do you find with the, the folks and maybe the leaders that you work with are some of the, maybe the hurdles or the challenges, let's start with, that they face perhaps mentally that can maybe keep them down versus getting them to where they want to go? The first one I'm seeing right now is actually overwhelm, too mm. much work. Yeah. Um, that is the biggest one I'm seeing in some of the top leaders right now. They're, there's just the volume of work given to them. 
you know, partly due to the pandemic, some people lost, some people let go, and then more work on them. They're not having the sleep, they're not having any health, they're not having anything in their life. Um, and so the first thing I see is the overwhelm and the lack mm -hmm. of balance of self-care. Yeah. And even, you know, someone who said, you know, I wake up and I work all day, I eat dinner, and then I go to work some more, and then I go to bed. We can't be optimal in that state. That's going to affect your mindset if there's no joy, if there's no balance outside yeah. of, if everything is skewed to one area. So I would say um, work-wise for the people who are in the working world, that is one. But the other one, I would say, I'm just going to describe it as baggage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> baggage in um, beliefs, how someone treated you, you know, the, you know, not getting a position you wanted. And then the beliefs that kind of, we don't explore that are locked in us, how someone yeah. treated us, a loss. Um, obviously everyone right now is going through losses and changes and challenges. And uh, there are beliefs that are going to be magnified in those times if we haven't dealt with them. Right. So I call that the inner leader. And yep. those are the two big ones I'm seeing right now. Yeah. And I'm curious, what do you find helps really flip that mindset from you know negative to positive, or as I like to call non-serving to serving? What do you what do you think really helps those folks you're working with? Two pieces. Um, and it is mind and body. <laughs> so the first one uh, I would say is actually. It's going to be really hard to change our mindset if we haven't optimized our body. You know, mm -hmm. if we're going off of four or five hours of sleep ongoing, uh, if we don't have the right chemistry, you know, it's interesting. I worked with someone a while back and, you know, things were kind of spiraling uh, to not a great place. They're just frustrated and something as small as we thought, you know, okay, let's just put it on the, on your calendar to go to the doctor. And it was something this person had avoided. Many of us do. And she finally went and realized she had low vitamin D and we mm. thought it was, okay, let's just get over the anxiety of going to the doctor. Let's put it on your action list. Let's do it. We thought that would just be a good thing. But really when you have lack of any kind of chemistry in your brain or the, what, the elements you need in your body, the second she got on supplements for that, she now was in a much better headspace. Mm. So the first thing I would say is optimizing the body with self-care. Yep. Um, but that the other piece to that around the mindset is there's so much we can do around um, the brain's neuroplastic. We can change it. We can change our thoughts. And I will say, I don't think people can do this on their own. Mm. Um, I can't do it on my own. Uh, most of us can't do it on our own. We can begin the process, but I will say to have faster results, going through incredible coaching skills with someone around you know what possibility thinking just reframing mm, and I did yeah. this great learning the other day and it was kind of this knocked me over the head because it was about how we don't realize it but we develop faulty thinking patterns and our brain is actually wired to see the negative it's wired to where's the problem I might need to fix that and so our brain is actually working to protect us but it gives us a negativity mindset of problem, problem, problem. That's what we talk about. That's what we see, but we can rewire that we can reroute it and we can reframe some of the things we're seeing, which changes our energy from the inside out, how yeah. we feel about ourselves, about life, about everything. 
Yeah, and I love the I, I love where this conversation is going because it brings out really three key things that I think I find I talk about all the time as well. And that first piece, like you said, just being overwhelmed, and that's a key when we talk about grit and we talk about the implement stage of it is. It is hard sometimes to really take fruitful action or even see an action to take when we're just overwhelmed. It's too big, yeah. right? There's too much to do. I don't even know where to start in all of this. So I think that absolutely huge piece that you brought out. And then I love the body mind connection because we're not separate as human beings. And what I mean by that is everything is interconnected, the mind, the body, the spirit, it's all connected to each other. And there is that important role to play of, yeah, like you said, maybe there is a vitamin deficiency that does impact me in a certain way, or maybe I am not optimal because I am sleep deprived and maybe I am tired. I am cranky. Maybe I'm hungry and I just <laughs> want to sit down. Like it's, it's very, very real. Yeah. You know, and I'll give you a real example from this weekend. I ran a marathon this weekend and I am tired and exhausted yeah. because it takes a toll on your body. And I recognize that. So there's also this piece of giving myself permission to allow my body, my mind to feel that way and to heal and to rest and recover so that I can optimally have a conversation with you like today. Right? <laughs> uh, and, you know, the, the last piece that you were bringing out about the help the neuroplasticity of our brains is also something I find I talk about a lot because you're right. We are human beings that don't change instantaneously. It takes time to counteract certain, say, mentalities that have built over time. And we have to create new neural pathways to do that, right? And it takes discovery of what should that be? How do I start enacting that? How do I build that? Lessen the old one. And literally that shift over time to flip-flop. And I know some people can't see this if you're just listening to the mm -hmm. podcast, but if you picture like two hands, one at the top of your face, one at the bottom of your face, and then they swap positions, that's exactly what you're doing with neural pathways. You're weakening one while building another one to change. And you're right, Jody. it is a lot easier when you have support and help from other people to do that. So I, I love where this conversation is going. So um, let me stop rambling and going down my, my tangents because I can go down all these days. I want to actually hear your thoughts on that as well. Well, I, I actually love what you just said there about permission. Mm -hmm. That word is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring that back to probably most of us, <laughs> but personalities, you know, um, the people we work with, who I am, you know, sometimes we're driven, right? And our personality is on automatic mode and it's our mm. coping way. It's, it's our preferred way. It's how we know the world. But that word you just said about give myself permission, that is that rest that where you can recover and that rest is essential for peak performance. But yeah. if we have a certain personality, we're like, oh, just keep going through it and head down and plow yep. through this. Um, that's, not going to help our mind that's going to actually impact a negative mindset and you know the lack of healing and the lack of energy and performance to be at our best yeah so i love what you brought up there about permission i need to learn from that myself <laughs> well you know it's interesting that is literally this first step in the process of grit is giving yourself permission to be human which is one of the hardest things 
for people to do. And guess what? That's okay. Because if I am a very driven person, like you just mentioned, and I've always got to be doing something, I've got to get things done, and I put pressure on myself to do it, it is hard Mm -hmm. to take that step back and to rest. And guess what? That's okay, because there is a way forward. There is a way to rest and give yourself permission to do that. Yes. And I think what we're talking about, too, it is a thought process, Mm -hmm. but part of the mindset I want to like kind of share is what is the self-talk you have going on? What is the tape? What is the voice that plays over and over? And I'm just going to draw attention because we all have it to our inner critic. Yep. Um, And what's, you know, I've been blessed. I'm sure you have, but if no one has been coached by someone else before and, or worked with someone, what I want to tell you all to do is in any conversation we're having with a friend or a family member, watch for the critic in them. Because when you see the critic in them, you're like, yeah, I do that too. (laughs) And that critic is really harmful to our mindset. And so what you say to yourself all day, what you're thinking, that's going to impact how you feel. It's going to impact the energy even you're emitting to others and giving to others as well. So I just mindset isn't isn't just about our wiring in our brain or the physiology in our body but it is actually the words and the thoughts and the self-talk that we're having on a daily basis yeah and it's absolutely absolutely true and actually just out of curiosity is there a maybe standard example you use to illustrate that with your clients that you have that you can share yeah around self-talk yeah you know what if you track from so a tracking of awareness just for one day and when I say track it's not just okay I'm aware of that thought I want you to write it down Mm -hmm. because if you write it down and go and ask yourself would I say that to a friend to a loved one Mm. Uh, because I've heard so many people say well I would never say that to someone else We're, we're saying it to ourselves So the key or the exercise that I would recommend for 24 hours, track it. And like, Steve, I would ask you around that recovery piece from your marathon. Did you have any talk going, I shouldn't need rest. I should be all about (laughs) I don't know what was going on in your head, but did you have any of this? Like, why do I need to rest? You know what? Um, I will honestly say this time around, no because I've been there before and I've had that battle. Okay. (laughs) I've absolutely had that battle. And you know, it's, I I'm so thankful you asked that question because I'll, I'll share a story from my, my very first marathon. I ran it also. It was a Sunday and I wanted to give myself some, some rest and I gave myself the time off, but I'm like, okay, you know, it's been a couple of days. I need to go out and run. I could barely run a mile and it was a lot slower than, you know, than I would have <laughs> liked. And I ended up stopping because I didn't actually fully give myself that permission to take the time to rest and to heal. I'm like, oh, I should be able to do this. It's fine. It's only a couple of days past. No, it wasn't fine. Um, I needed way more time to rest and recover. So I've absolutely, I've absolutely been there and I've, I've taken those lumps. I've learned those lessons, I think, over time. Um, but also to your point, I have uh, a coach now that I, I've recently hired a coach for my kind of certain goals and endeavors in marathons and triathlons. And so we've had this plan of rest and recover 
and she's very clear rest and recover does not mean go out and do this it means literally <laughs> rest and recover all right here's the maximum you're allowed to do and it helps having that coach as well kind of to echo one of our earlier points bring that in uh and, and overcome those thoughts of oh yeah i should be able to do this or i could do this no your body just literally ran 26 miles which is you know more than it's used to doing uh and it needs that time to heal so yeah yeah it's great great question <laughs> and it's that feedback loop right of someone else going nope that's not rest yeah yep <laughs> And this is a this is something that's been coming up a lot recently. And I'm so glad that we brought up the marathon and the recovery piece because for everyone listening in, what's been coming up with a lot of my clients is you all of us are running a marathon in our work. Mm, yeah. But here's what happens in the work world. The work world don't see themselves as athletes. They, they, we have this mentality of everyone else is keep going. Everyone else is doing these 10, 12 hour days. And it's exasperated now in the pandemic with people working from home. I've had to tell people, you know what, close your laptop, hide it under your bed. They have it out of sight, turn the alerts off after your workday is over. Um, because what's happening for the people out there, whether you're an entrepreneur or working for a corporation is you're running a marathon and you're not stopping it. You, you're yeah. not even having recovery. And that is not healthy. Um, that it's, and, and there's a great book uh, and I'm going to forget who wrote it, but it's, it's all about how, um, you know, people are not recovering and the way we're working is not working. You need to think of it as an athlete right. that this is a marathon you're running. You need recovery times. And if you're not having those, your mindset is going to be affected. That's yeah, my I, rant. <laughs> no, no, it, it's okay because it's absolutely true. And you know, I'm I'm 100% going to to prop you up right now because throughout the conversation, I just want to point out like there's a couple of key things Jody's really brought out that do truly illustrate her experience, her knowledge, her depth, and her true ability as a coach about getting things out from our head, writing them down, creating the awareness forcing us to go through that process to be able to better ourselves and question, like you said earlier, would I actually say that to a loved one? Why am I saying that to me and being as harsh as I am here? And then the experiences you just brought out, because you're right, 100% across the board, people right now who are still employed are vastly overworked and overwhelmed and dealing with ever-changing priorities and 500 emails plus 15 Slack channels. And I don't know how to do this or delegate work or how to even approach, should I even ask for help and then manage upwards for expectations while managing downwards? And I, I wanted to bring that out because while I'm in the US, Jody's in Canada, but the problems that we're universally seeing as coaches are truly that they're universal. They're across the entirety of this globe because I've coached people uh, in Switzerland, in France, in England, in Germany, and um, US and, and Canada. And I can't remember if I'm missing any of the countries there, but I haven't seen any differences across anybody, regardless of where they're located. Universally, if you're still employed, there's a very good chance, like you said, Jody, you're running that marathon and not giving ourselves the rest and recovery that we deserve right now. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, there's another element in that too. Um, 
and and I, I want to bring this up and, and I'll call myself on it about it to give an example. It's the element of joy and it's your element of permission. Mm. Just this morning, you know, I had an alert pop up and it was it was a bit more of like an educational and training webinar. And I was like, you know, I was working out and I thought, I'll listen to it while I'm working out because that's when it's live. And I started listening to it. I was like, this is work. This feel, mm. This feels like a should. This isn't, you know, this is my time to work out. And this should be something where there's joy in it, where I'm excited and there's energy that's going to support my mindset rather than the, I should do that. You know, it's going to support my business yeah. or my work. Um, and, and so I turned it off and I turned on. So I think the permission of some joy in your day mm. and some of that is like some people, some personalities have no problem with that. <laughs> They're all about fun. But for the, the people who are, you know, might need the permission to go, you know what, you can have some joy. I was working with someone yeah. the other day and we were going through her values and we realized that her work is 80% of her life yeah. and it is serving one of her values. But then I had the opportunity to say, what is the weight you give to the other top five values? Mm because there was there she wants more of a life and and less emphasis on work yeah. but she's like yeah but it's serving one of my values and I said maybe we need to weight those other values um so it's mm. just if we are driven if we are in this state of I have to work because my work is putting these expectations on me and I'm also driven for it what else do you need to be in thrive to have some joy in your life to have you know, we, we say balance, but to have the things that fill you up, it's not about balance, yeah. about having other elements that are going to help your mind, going to help your energy and your body and put you in that headspace where I'm good to go and I can perform higher because I've given to myself. Yeah. And, and it's a wonderful point right there at the end, because there is that fine teetering point of how many hours can I really kind of work in the day before my productivity starts falling away? Or even in a week, if you want to say, however you want to characterize it, we each have that different tipping point where I may try to power through something, but if I literally give myself that permission to sit down and relax, even for 20 minutes, I may come back and knock this out of the park because I'm fresher. I've got a grayer mindset a clearer mindset on it and i'll uh i'll give you a very real world example of my life <laughs> i uh, i think i have a constant fight and struggle with microsoft excel because <laughs> it shuts down on me all the time um sometimes the cursor disappears and you can't tell where it is or it freezes and i need to literally just get up and walk away and i need to shut it down walk away <laughs> play with my dogs for five or ten minutes and then come back. Or another kind of example, again, in Microsoft Excel, if I'm trying to do an analysis <laughs> and work something out and I'm like, I, I'm frustrated, I can't do this, I can't make this quite work, I'll, I'll go for a run or something that actually increases oxygen to my brain, gives me greater efficiency, I'm thinking a little bit better and then go, oh yeah, there you go, that's how I do it, come back and then it's much easier to do. Uh, so I love that point that you brought out because there is that tipping point for all of us where the return really starts slipping away. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you have a coach or just someone you can bounce that off of, 
Um, I mean, people who've worked with a coach know we don't give advice. We ask powerful questions and we yeah. reflect that. We don't judge. But, um, you know, it's really hard as a coach sometimes when you know someone is unhappy and you know they're in a pattern of working their life away and it's not what they want, but they don't mm. know how to change it. And I would say that comes back to the mind, everything you're yeah, saying, yeah. Steve, about yeah. we have to open our mind to the possibilities that we are making choices and decisions with everything we allow, everything we coast through, everything we don't stop and assess, but that mindset piece of going, what else is possible here? Asking yourself those questions, having someone else ask you, because if the mind is going, this is the only way, or I have to mm. do this, that kind of thinking, we need to open it up and expand it to how else could this be done? What else yeah. would be better for me? Um, what am I needing right now? So it, it all comes back to kind of our processing or a software, yeah. but I, we can change that. We can put different input in and have a different outcome. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely true, right? And you're, I think, really at the heart of it, talking about questions geared towards helping see different perspectives, getting out of that tunnel vision, right? Yeah. That narrow-minded focus, that all-or-nothing thinking, many different ways of maybe characterizing that. But really, like you said, expanding the possibilities of what could happen versus, yeah. oh, it has to be this way. And being yeah. open to either a, a different perspective or a mm. challenge from someone else of, well, could it be this or what about this? Yeah. Um, I think it's so important because, you know, I get in it. We all have certain mindsets where we do get in tunnel vision, like you said. And I was working with someone and it was just the culture of the work environment she was in. And she was saying no to something because it was a bit too, too much. She already had a lot on her plate and, um, and they were really pushing back and trying to get her to say yes, you know, a second and third time after she had said yeah. no. And she finally wrote a letter and shared that, you know, her mom had had a heart attack. She stepped up and had to do a lot more work for the family during all of this COVID and pandemic. And um, I just simply asked, did they ever ask how you were doing or how your mom was? Mm. And she said, no. And it wasn't until the next session that she said, Jody, I'm so immersed in the culture that I work in that I didn't even see that they didn't even ask me how I was doing mm. or how my mom was, that it was just, will you do this for us? And it, it, I'm not saying bad things about the corporation, you know, where everyone is struggling and under pressure, but, um, you know, for her, she said, I needed that different perspective. And I just asked a question. It wasn't a yeah. judgment. I was just curious. And she said, that tells me something. And it opened my eyes to another perspective of it. You know, is this the culture I want to work yeah. in? Am I going to be able to? And she said, if this continues, I won't last here long term. Yeah. No, and, it, and I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that example, because there's perspective upon perspective in there, not only for your client and the ultimate question for them, right? Is this the right cultural fit for me? But you've highlighted a key thing for businesses right now amidst this pandemic, because if I show my employees that I don't care about them as an organization, you are really doing yourself a disservice because you are overworking them. You're not adjusting priorities. 
And when they finally decide to make that decision to leave, it's now going to put everyone else in a worse spot, which creates a cascading effect where now more people leave because you're overworked. And that's even right for organizations that have have layoffs. And I understand there's various reasons for for doing that. But when you lay a significant amount of people off in your organization and you maintain the same amount of expectation of work to be done, you vastly overwork people and then continue to create that cascade effect where people are going to, to leave. And people remember that. They remember, I think more so, how was I treated? by this organization and that that doesn't go away that that's kind of a blemish that continues and fosters and will propagate uh, for other potential people to maybe work in your organization because we're more likely to tell people about a bad experience than a good one just kind of naturally as human beings so i I apologize maybe for going down that 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 rabbit hole but i really appreciate you bringing that out because i think there's a great lesson in that for corporations as well yeah, and you brought up something that um, that I think is very important. Yes, we're in charge of our mindset, um, but if for the leaders listening in, even if you're the leader of a family or of a coaching a team or who, anything, we actually can impact other people's mindsets mm-hmm. as a leader. And if you care about someone, if you appreciate them, that it's heart math, and maybe you're aware of it, Steve, and other people listening in are, but that impact of actually compassion is going to change the energy and the chemistry of someone else's body um, and your interaction with them. So we not only are we in charge of our own mindset, but what we say and how we treat people can mm. also impact their mindset. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely true. And one of the, one of the biggest ways I actually see that coming out, just maybe skipping a beat to uh, something I promise is connected, but it's conversations because when your energy in conversations maybe is aggressive or upwards, it's going to elevate someone else automatically to be at that level. But if you have someone who's aggressive and you maintain that lower level of energy, that calmness, that even killedness, it's going to bring them down to that level and deflate. So there's a lot to exactly what you just said about the energy we put out and how we interact with people, how we treat them, the words we choose to convey and the meaning and connotation that are behind those words absolutely influences people's mindset. Absolutely. So thank you for allowing me to maybe bring that out as well. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we could, I mean, we could have so many different so many different conversations and I might have to have you on again to to kind of further some of these thoughts that we're having but there is one specific one I'd like to circle back to actually you brought this out earlier about our mindset and focus on say problems we're focused on the problems that we have and I wanted to just maybe bring that out and talk about it a little bit more because actually before this call we were talking about uh, differences in mindsets, right? And as I think I noted earlier in this call with clients that I've worked with, I'm sure that you've worked with as well, there is some scientific knowledge that can be shared that helps kind of bring things in perspective of, oh, this mindset, this focus on problems activates this nervous system that literally keeps me down. But if I focus on solutions or outcomes that I want to face, that activates 
this other nervous system like exercise does and it lifts me up, you know what, I can see that, that kind of makes sense. And that's what I want to maybe touch on is what do you find helps bring people out of that problem focused mindset to that solution oriented mindset? Oh, great question. <laughs> there, there are a couple techniques behind the scene that I can share as coaches that we use. Um, and the simplest way to describe it, one is strength based mm. um, and looking at there. And there's also appreciative inquiry. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's kind of the direction of the questions that we would ask someone. Um, but, you know, people can do this themselves, too and start looking for, okay, what strengths do I have for this? What resources do I have for this? But the, it's the positive psychology lens. Yeah. So it's the looking for what is good. And I challenge you in the middle of a tornado in your life that's going on, like something really horrible just happened. Um, you know, it's not being... I don't want to degrade how bad something can be. I want you to feel that. I want you to go through it and and know, like validate it. But then I also want you to go, what could be good with this? What is, is there an opportunity here? Um, what is something I can take from this? So it's changing mm -hmm. that lens to this is so horrible. I didn't see this coming, whatever it may be. But then going, okay how can this serve me? How can I change this around? Yeah. But at the first point, I would say learn from it um, because our brain is wired for that negative, but to get to solutions, we have to ask the right questions of ourselves or to someone else. And we have to change our lens to our viewpoint can be, no, this is horrible. Yes, it is horrible. But is there a seed in it of possibility? Is there a seed in it of you know, a, a lesson that is for you, because I do believe everything is for us, no matter how bad it is in the moment, we're going to see it. I had a horrible experience a, a year or half ago. And now I look at that and go, I'm so much stronger because of it. And I will never let that happen again. And I'm stronger in, in different areas because of, in the moment, did it take me a while to get through it? Yes. But then you have to change your lens, change what you're asking, uh, and look at it differently. Yeah, and it's a wonderful illustration of that point because that change, that shift is really where that money is made to focus on the solution versus the problem and that recognition piece. Because you're right, it's very natural for us to be very problem focused. Yes. And guess what? that's okay because there is a way to flip that. There is that yeah. choice to make, right? Um, always goes back to, to grit, but it's recognizing we always have a choice. We have that choice, yeah. right? We can embrace that. Oh yeah, you know, I'm focusing on the problems, but I have the choice to focus on that solution and I can flip that. And I, and I actually love the, the piece of being more oriented towards quote unquote, the negative focus, because what I've always found interesting about our brains too is the way we process negatives because we don't really process negatives in our brains like if i say jody don't smoke you've got to first think about smoking in order to not think about smoking <laughs> yeah. right so if i say don't do this or don't do that i have to think about what it is i don't want to do 
first before I can think about not actually doing that. So a lot of this self-talk we're talking about, flipping that into what is that positive, the solution, the outcome that you want. So great example, um, and sorry, because the marathon is fresh on my mind, later in that marathon, you know, we're talking 23-ish miles into this marathon around there, 21, 22, 23. That's for me when this mindset started seeping in of, you know, you could probably slow down or, or mail in. You're still having a really good, good time. And why don't you just kind of walk or you could if you really had to. And I'm like, no, I get out of my mind. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to think that way. What I, what I ended up doing was I'm embracing that. You know what? Yeah. Okay. I've been out here for like three hours. This is a long time. I'm getting a little bit tired. I, it's natural for this to mentally wear on me, but you know what? I have a very good shot of my goal for that marathon was to break three hours and 30 minutes. That was my goal. Wow. And I had a very good shot of doing that. And that's what did that. That's what I had to focus on the outcome, the desire. I'm like, this is my goal. This is what I want to achieve. I know it is possible. And I had to focus on that versus don't walk, don't slow down because that just kept me thinking about walking and slowing down. So, you know, we as coaches, we go through these processes as well, just yeah. FYI, right? And that's <laughs> good, right? Because it helps us be able to help the folks that we work with going through this. Uh, so I just, I wanted to share that example because I love where this conversation has gone and talking about switching to that solution focus, using the right type of self-talk, which you've highlighted earlier today as well, and how it all really just it ties together and that we're not alone in this human condition. We all share in it. We all go yes. through it and that's okay. And I think that example, I'm so curious now if you got where you <laughs> wanted to, but I don't want to put you on the front. No, it's all right. I did. I did. I, uh, uh, I, I, came in at three hours, 29 minutes and 42 seconds. So I was very wow, happy with it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Appreciate Ooh, that. Speedy. Yeah, I get tired of thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm capable of more. So that's wow. the beauty of the journey, right? Is to keep going, to keep pushing, to believe in yourself and have that confidence, which helps to have a coach who supports you and believes in you as well. You brought up three different things there that we all go through, <laughs> whether we're running a marathon or not. So Steve talked about the 23 mile mark. So that's, you know, almost done three miles left. Yep. So when we're tired is when the brain goes into more negativity. Mm. We're tired. Sometimes I'll say, why am I thinking that way? I'm like, I'm really tired, you know? So the fatigue is going to create that negativity where we need to be hyper aware or just go rest, not push ourselves, yeah. but you can do that in that moment. <laughs> but then you brought up two other things. You chose your focus. You had the thoughts coming up, but then you said, no, I'm going to focus on. And then the, so there you choose your focus. And the other thing was you knew what was possible. You knew you focused on what was possible and or what you wanted, what your goal was. And those are key distinctions, you know, of a great master coach uh, <laughs> coaching himself in the moment where he's fatigued. Yeah, no, thank you. I, and it's always, it's always great to hear other perspectives on it too, because there's so much great insight that you can get from talking it out, which actually another thing that you, you highlighted that you have with your clients and writing things out, just I'll briefly mention, right, when we are forced through questions we're asked to actually process everything in our brains, 
you're literally filtering out so much information to bring order to that chaos, to bring clarity, and then actually speak it or write it down. It's a very beneficial thing to have these conversations, right? To be able to force our brains to process and create the clarity we're looking for. I'm so glad you brought that up because the talking, I hear a lot of people say, this is just so helpful to process. Mm, yeah. Um, process and have reflection, but it brings clarity, but the processing help us rewire the mindset mm. to where we need it to be, want it to be, or where there may be sticking points. So the best way, in my opinion, is through conversation with someone that is trustworthy and neutral and um, but also, you know, you can do it through, if you're a writer, some people can do that through journaling. I still don't think it's as effective as, as talking, like you said, or mm, processing yeah. with someone else. Yeah. So speaking of great points, if I were to ask you, what are one or a few key things that you think are really important for our listeners to take away from today? What would you say? Oh, there's been so many great ones that you talked about. Possibility thinking. Mm. Yeah. Being open to a different perspective than our own personal tunnel vision. Being open is a huge part of resiliency and agility. Being open to what else could be possible or just a different perspective. Uh, and then... I it can't go without saying optimizing the body. If you mm, need to rest, yeah. if you need joy, joy is part of body energy and mindset, sleep, rest. Um, and I would also say the, the two pieces, how you're talking to yourself, the self-critic, what, what tape is playing and also find someone to process stuff that you're really stuck on or that you just want, you know, coaching makes you, you talking with someone helps you get further along in your goal faster, um, but helps bring that clarity that you brought. So that, that was a lot of points I brought up from today, but there were so many <laughs> nuggets okay. that you brought up um, <laughs> that I wanted to, and, and your point of permission, permission is huge. Give yourself permission to rest, to have joy, to not be overwhelmed, to think something can be different for you other than an overwhelming workload, um, to give yourself more than that, to set a boundary of I'm closing my laptop at five. I used to do that when we were all in our workplace. Right. I'm going to do it again. I'm not going to be afraid that they're contacting me at seven and I'm not there. That's not the workday. So permission around all of that for whatever you need to be at your best in your best mind and your best body, because it starts there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wonderful, wonderful point to wrap up on. And I would definitely encourage our listeners. If you're curious, or you want to know more about Jody, please, please uh, look her up, check her out. And Jody to that point, how can people reach out to you and find you? The probably the best place is my website, uh, jodykennett.ca. It's two N's and two T's. <laughs> um, and it's Jody with a Y. Uh, you can look me up on Instagram or LinkedIn and would love to connect with you. So thank you so much for having me. I love these conversations with you. And it's, it's so important what you're doing, what you're putting out there. I'm so excited for your podcast and all the people it's going to help and serve.
Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. And like I said, we're gonna have to have you on again, because we can talk for uh, <laughs> a long time on all these. And I think it was such a phenomenal conversation that I, I'm sure our listeners would enjoy it as well. So until the next time, everyone, I hope you be the movement in your life. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe to it. If you would like to also learn more about grit, give, recognize, implement time, my company Strive for More, or myself, Stephen Nathanson, please email me at steve at striveformore.com. And that's strive, F-O-R, more.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or you could visit our website at www.striveformore.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, be the movement in your life.